Hey, William Dyer here with Dyer Conversations. If you've jumped into this episode, just know we are in the middle of a series on how to understand the Bible. And I'm going to put a link up top right now, so that way you can go check out those earlier episodes and get yourself caught up. Okay, so in the last episode, we were talking about the temptation of Adam and Eve in the garden, their um, failure in that, and then the introduction of sin. So in this series, my goal is to give you, the audience, this understanding of the Bible, like an overall concept, a 10,000-foot view of what the Bible is about, so you can understand how all the particulars fit into it and not just get lost in the mix of, what does this even mean? Because the Bible can be kind of confusing at times if you don't understand the overall picture. So as we move from Genesis chapter 3, after the fall of man, I want to detail for you in this episode something that is foundational for the rest of the Bible, and that is the introduction of sacrifice, okay? So this is a concept that starts here in Genesis chapter 3 and continues, gets really developed in the law of Moses, and then fulfilled with Jesus when he comes in the Gospels. So after the fall of man, we turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, and here's what it says. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. So right after God basically tells Adam and Eve, this is what's going to be the consequences because you didn't listen to me, and you tried to sit on the throne and rule your own universe— you're banished from the garden, you're going to work by the uh, sweat of your brow, you're going to pain in childbirth, all that sort of other stuff. But we detail this wonderful promise that God gives us in Genesis 3.15 of a boy baby who's going to come into the world, who's going to destroy the works of Satan, and he's going to you know, basically be the blessing of the world. We realize later in the Bible, this is Jesus, but God's going to continue to build on that theme. So one thing he gives us here in Genesis 3.21 is an introduction for sacrifice. And you say, wait a minute, I didn't see anything about sacrifice. Look more closely. It says that God made garments of skin. Where did he get those from? Now, the Bible doesn't directly tell us, but I think as we look into the next chapter and kind of what the Bible and the rest of the scriptures tell us about what's going on here, um, we realize that God is giving to Adam and Eve an understanding of what it takes now to approach him, and that is sacrifice, okay? So here in Genesis chapter 3, my argument is that God took animals, brought it before Adam and Eve. Yes, I'm kind of inferring here. I'm kind of reading between the lines, but I I think you're going to see it here in a minute as I develop this theme that it's pretty plausible. He brings this animal, he brings these animals in front of Adam and Eve. He slaughters them and then he takes from them their skins, their, you know, actual skin, right? The, 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 what we, you know, we make fur coats out of these things today, but he takes their skins and he makes for Adam and Eve clothes. And I think the message that he's trying to tell them is look at those animals. That is the consequence of sin. Death. That's what he told them all along. You will surely die. Now, he's showing them death is the consequence of sin, but the shedding of blood 
can forgive sins. And if the shedding the blood of an innocent victim can clothe you from your nakedness. And this theme is what is developed throughout the scriptures and again, completely fulfilled in Christ. So let's see how it's developed. You go from Genesis chapter 3, you turn to Genesis chapter 4, now you get the story of Cain and Abel. Again, everything in the Old Testament is there for a reason. It's not just you know, random Bible stories to make us feel good about ourselves or so we can read to our kids, bedtime stories. These things are in the Old Testament because they're woven together to show us these themes that God is building upon as Christ is going to come into the world to fulfill them all, and we can understand what he's done for us. So we get to uh, Cain and Abel, and we get this weird story where, you know, Cain brings vegetables from, you know, from the ground, and, and Abel brings his um, first firstlings from the flock, and the Bible says that God regarded Abel's sacrifice and or offering and didn't regard Cain's offering. And a lot of people get confused and go, well, what happened there? How come he accepted his and not his? See, it's building on this theme of what was shown to us in Genesis chapter 3. So, let's clarify. Hebrews 11.4, the Bible says clearly, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. So we see here very clearly that Abel brought his offering, right, the the animal to God by faith, and Cain brought his fruit of the ground, not by faith. Now, we need to make another connection. Romans 10, 17, again, very clearly says that faith comes by hearing. Okay? You cannot have faith, which is, which I could detail this, faith is trusting in what you don't see based off of what you do see. I could develop that, don't have time right now. Faith is not just some blind trust in spite of the evidence. I don't care what the atheist says. That's wrong. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what Christians believe historically or generally. I don't know where they get this really bad understanding from, but that's not what faith is. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ in Romans 10, 17. So question, if Abel brought his sacrifice by faith, where did Cain and Abel ever hear that in order to worship God, they had to bring an offering. Have you ever asked yourself that? Like, if you were back then, and you were Cain, you were Abel, you were the first descendants of Adam and Eve, and you say, you know, oh, they Adam and Eve told us about, um, you know, God and how he used to walk with them in the garden before they got banished and they messed up, whatever. I want to worship this the creator God. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll bring him some vegetables or I'll bring him a goat. That doesn't make sense at all. Why would, why would you do that? Nobody would inherently do that. I don't think it would, it would make much sense. But if on the other hand, Adam and Eve told their sons, listen, if you're going to approach God, you need to understand there's a separation between us now because of our sin. So if you're going to approach him, you need to bring an offering. And you need to understand this offering that you're bringing to God 
right, symbolizes that there's a separation that needs to be overcome. And the symbolism here is that the death of an innocent victim, the death of a pure victim, is what covers our sin. And this bloodshed is what we deserve, but God in His grace instead chose that we can be clothed from our nakedness by this sacrifice. You see, God's all about these symbols uh, in the Old Testament because He's setting a context for the Messiah to come so that when the Messiah comes, He can say, that points to me. And then that theme over there, that points to me as well. So God is establishing all of these foundational things here early in the Scriptures, and He's going to build upon them and build upon them throughout the rest of the Old Testament. So to recap, again, this is what happens. Adam and Eve sin. They get banished from the garden. God brings to them garments of skin. My belief is that God brought these animals, killed them, showed this theme to Adam and Eve, clothed them in their nakedness to teach them this principle. Adam and Eve passed this on to their sons because faith comes by hearing. Where else did did, um, Cain and Abel hear that they have to bring an offering in order to approach God? And when they do this, Abel brings his by faith. Cain doesn't bring his by faith because, well, a vegetable doesn't bleed. You see, Abel brought an animal a blood sacrifice, because he understood the symbolism. He agreed with the symbolism. He had faith. He acknowledged to God, I agree. I'm a sinner. I can't approach you. I need the death of an innocent victim to clothe me from my nakedness and to cover my sins. Cain, on the other hand, didn't have that faith. And that's why God did not regard his offering. And I get it that in the Old Testament, when you get to the law of Moses, there's offerings of, you know, uh, the wave offering and, you know, different vegetables and things like that that you could bring to God. Yes, but they did not symbolize, even in the law of Moses, this concept of covering sin. In fact, I can prove that because Hebrews 9.22 says, according to the law, one may almost say all things are cleansed with blood and without shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Where did this concept come from? It came from God teaching Adam and Eve to pass this concept down to their descendants, and he further develops this in the law of Moses and then fulfills it in Christ, who is the ultimate innocent victim who offers his blood in order that we may approach God and we can be clothed from our spiritual nakedness by Christ. See, that's the theme that is developed here. Well, as we go through this, we turn to the next chapter. God, you know, introduces, uh, or Adam and Eve introduce sin into the world. God introduces sacrifice for sin. We're building this context, again, uh, of what God is trying to do to um, show the world that the Messiah is the answer. And as we move on in Genesis, we get to Genesis chapter 6. The story of the flood is upon us with Noah building the ark. The main thing I want to point out here is that man left to his own devices becomes so depraved and darkened that we make God sad that he even made us. 
And we're not going to get into, you know, what does it mean for God to change his mind and can God change his mind and all those sort of other things. Again, this is a this is an introduction to the Bible. This is an understanding and overview of what the Bible is about. Not getting into very deep theological and philosophical discussions about the nature of God or other things. What we need to point out here as we travel through the book of Genesis is that men were getting to the point, mankind that is, we're getting to the point where we risked losing the promise of Genesis 3.15, that a boy baby was going to come into the world that was going to destroy the works of Satan. Listen, if the world continued the way it was going during the flood, then men would have been so wicked, so depraved, so calloused, that they would have never, ever had any desire to hear the Messiah tell them that he was the sacrifice for sin. I mean, just take some things that that happen in contemporary history. You know, look at the callousness of the Nazis in Germany. I mean, to be able to do the sort of things that they did to fellow humans, they were beyond depraved, beyond darkened in their minds and in their hearts. To be able to carry out medical experiments, leaving people outside in the icy cold winter in southern Germany to see how long it took them to freeze to death. And I mean, that's that's nothing compared to some of the other things that they did. You think about what if man continued to live hundreds of years like the Bible said they did before the flood. Imagine Hitler living to be seven, eight, nine hundred years old. What sort of other wickedness would he, would he have invented, engaged in, converted the masses to be a part of? I mean, he didn't even live to be a hundred years old. Imagine if he lived seven, eight, nine times as long as what he actually did live. Imagine if the Stalins and the Pol Pots and the Hitlers and, and, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmers and all these men were all alive at the same time and they were four, five, six hundred years old. You think the world would be such a place that we would be open to the concept of spiritual things? Absolutely not. And this is why God was merciful by destroying the world in their wickedness, starting over with Noah and his family, basically the only ones who were alive, who had any sort of spiritual um, desire to their hearts. And again, we don't have time to get into an in-depth analysis of the flood story and, and God's judgment and is he wicked in doing all that. Again, overview to the Bible here. As we progress, what I'm trying to teach you in this is that we have the, the introduction of sin that we talked about in the last uh, episode in the series. We have God introducing sacrifice as the answer to sin so that he can point later to what Jesus did on the cross. We have the concept of now we, we approach God by faith, and our faith understands that we need a sacrifice to approach him. That's why Abel was accepted and Cain's offering was not accepted. We see that the world progresses down two pathways, the masses going towards utter depravity and evil as they, they continue to leave God. And we see just the remnant of Noah and his family who have faith to trust 
God and his word, to build an ark, to be ridiculed in doing it, to have the world saying that they were crazy and stupid, to enter the ark and being saved through the flood because of their faith. While the world is destroyed, again, a picture of what happens to us in the New Testament, in the church, we are the ones who are kept safely in the ark, away from the floods of destruction that's going to take this world at the end of time. We are brought to safety because of our faith in God and that He is our Savior. So thanks for joining me for this episode. We're going to continue to do more episodes. I don't know how many But as long as it takes to go through this whole series of setting the stage so that you can have a better understanding, the entire context of what the Bible's talking about, you can understand every individual passage, Bible book, and how it fits into that overall context. Thanks for showing up. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, if you will, if you think it's going to be helpful to somebody else. Share this with your friends. Till next time. Keep studying, keep being a filter, and I'll see y'all later.